So the big question is this, how these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online and then later on made over six figures, seven figures, eight figures or even nine figures became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. So what's up guys, welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs show where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches and RJ here back again and we have insane guest with insane power out there. It is one of the one of the guests that we have, one of the most insane power that I've ever saw and not only that, let me give you a little bit introduction, not only that she created her own framework which is called Charisma Hacking. And within four months, he got called by Russell Brunson to teach the exact same concept into her, his inner mastermind out there, which is the highest paid mastermind in ClickFunnels, which is crazy. Not only that, she created a company called Charisma Hacking, and she teaches people how to be the best deliver person out there into the market so that you don't look like, hey, what's up? How are you? Not like that, because deliverability is super important out there in front of camera, in front of presenting out there. So please welcome the one and only McCall Jones. Hello. Oh my gosh. That was such a nice intro. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm way too excited to have you. And again, McCall, thank you so much for hopping on on our show. It's like, it's truly great to have you on the show out there. And yeah, guys, like everyone who is tuning in live, just use hashtag live. The people are using on replay, just use hashtag replay out there. So. If the people don't know about you, which is absolutely crazy, could you uh, give a little bit of your backstory of how you got started and where you are currently? Absolutely. So guys, if you don't know who I am, I am 0% offended because this whole charisma hacking thing, me being in internet marketing is actually very new. So uh, my frameworks I've been developing over the last 20 years, but as far as charisma hacking, charisma hacking is kind of a brand new company. So if you don't know me, I'm not offended. We can still be friends. So what ended up happening? Um, so I was a child performer. I'm going to give you the really long story as short as I can, but sometimes I'm a long way this might be a little bit longer, but I started as a child performer. Um, I started performing in front of audiences as big as 20,000 and 35,000 when I was eight years old and 11 years old. And I had this incredible anxiety that one day I was going to wake up and it was all going to be gone or that I would disappoint people and that I couldn't repeat the success because people would say, McCall, you have the it factor, which just, they meant it as a compliment, but it totally gave me anxiety because I didn't know how to replicate that it factor. And I would always think to myself, what if that went away? So in order to replicate my success, the first thing that I started paying attention to that actually became a really unhealthy thing for me is how many people would compliment me after I would sing. And I'd be like, okay, I don't know how I did on stage until I count the people who complimented me. And I found out very quickly that that was not a sustainable thing, that that was not what I should be doing. And uh, I would get really down if the number was lower than the performance before. So yeah. one night I had this performance that I was on the same program as this performer named Donnie Osmond, who had been uh, a world-renowned singer and performer for a really long time. And I was nine years old and standing backstage having kind of this panic attack of 
going on stage because I loved the stage, but I just didn't want to disappoint people. And I was like, if I want to do both of these things, I have to figure this out. So I watched Donnie do all these things and I realized he kind of snapped me out of my anxiety ridden state by, by doing things that I saw that I could do. He was interacting with different audiences in different ways. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I could talk to the audience that way. I could do that with my hands. I could do that with my face. I could do that with my body. I could do that with my microphone. So I started to develop these checklists where when I would get off stage, I would say, okay, what did I do? Was I successful? Did I do this with my hands, face, body, movement? How did the audience respond? And then my anxiety started to go away. So no longer was I afraid of disappointing people because I knew if I did those things, then I was successful and that I could repeat that. So yeah. I started using these checklists and building them so they were very long. And I started applying them to every every aspect of performance that I was doing. I started to develop checklists for how to sing with certain voice teachers, right? If different ones had different techniques, how to audition for directors and be uh, on camera. And then I did a few movies. Uh, later on in my teen years, I was in high school musical. I did uh, other things like that. I did a lot of commercials, a lot of voiceovers. And every time I would develop these, these frameworks that I didn't call frameworks back then. They were just these checklists of how to be successful. I literally perfected the art of being in front of people over and over and over again. And then when I was 18 years old, I was fired from an acting job for being too fat. And it's like, this is huge exposing thing. But I decided in that moment that I never wanted to be on camera again. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't handle this. This is such a blow to my ego and whatever. I just decided I wasn't going to do it again. And within a couple years, I had somebody come to me and ask me if I would help them with an audition, if I would teach them how to be in front of people the same way that I had taught myself and developed these frameworks. And at the time, I, you know, the anxiety started to settle in. And I was like, you know what? I will only do this if we can do this my way. If we film a before and after video, and then we compare. And if yeah. I made a difference, we can do this again and I will take your money and whatever. But if we didn't, we can never speak of this again. And they agreed. And I did that one lesson with them and it turned into a wildly successful business that I was training on, or not entrepreneurs, yeah, I was training entertainers, singers, actors, uh, voiceover people, speakers, people on stage, uh, people on camera to perform. And I was teaching them the frameworks that I had developed. And I realized over hundreds and hundreds of before after videos that I did with these people, that these frameworks were so solid and they worked. Then in Feb well, at the end of January this year, I went to Funnel Hacking Live to see Catherine Jones speak. She's my sister-in-law. And I just went, yeah. I called it as a civilian. I was not a funnel hacker. I had a business that was like a brick and mortar business. I was teaching entertainers in person how to do all these things. But I was always looking for a way to scale it. And I kind of felt like I needed that next step in my life. And when I was at Funnel Hacking Live, I looked around and I saw all of these entrepreneurs who were performing. They were on camera doing joint ventures or doing Facebook ads or doing Facebook lives. They were on stages giving speeches. They were doing all of these performance things. And a couple things happened that really broke my heart and kind of snapped me uh, into reality and brought me to where I'm at. I would talk to these entrepreneurs in person and they would light up and they would be incredible and be so engaging. And they would tell me what they were doing. And I would realize that these solutions that they had would change the world. And then we went to the very next group of people or I saw them film an app or I saw them get on stage and they weren't the same person and they were boring or they were nervous or they were doing all these things. And I realized that if these people had the skills that I had perfected teaching over the course of the last 20 years of my life, 
their businesses would completely change. So I got home, I started charisma hacking immediately and I started working with, I decided female entrepreneurs were my thing. I started working with female entrepreneurs on how to get a message that helps their people trust them, how to develop trust with their audiences, how to not just get customers who are obsessed with their solutions, but fans who are obsessed with their delivery of the solutions who really would invest in them. And then four months later, Russell saw things and asked me to do that and I did all these things and now here we are. <laughs> That's my story. Yeah. This is a pretty crazy thing out there because, you know, like doing that exact same thing and, you know, perfected in some way and then came up with your own framework, which I guess on that Funnel Hacking Live, Russell was talking about the frameworks, like why frameworks was important. It was just pretty crazy thing. And yeah, it is so important to understand like how you deliver the things out there as well. And one thing that I want to dive on, which is pretty interesting that I know personally that public speaking is a like, number one fear even the fear of death is like on the third fourth or seventh out there which is crazy yeah. which is absolutely crazy and people are like so scared to speak and even like as i saw your live out there as well where people like they're excited etc etc and when they come alive hey what's up how are you guys something like that why you think that mostly these type of things happens that they are not able to deliver that much good even though they have the potential of doing that yeah, absolutely. So charisma hacking is really twofold. It has two different elements to it. So we call it articulation and delivery. So a lot of times I found the number one reason that people don't go on video is it's the fear of rejection, but it's they don't know what to say, right? Even if they're wildly successful in their business, I have clients who are already multiple six figure businesses, but they still have a really hard time describing what they do and articulating it to people. So we work on that articulation piece of like, okay, here's how to make you and your what you're saying resonate with your people. And then we work on delivery tactics that are literally scientific principles of breaking down here's what you should do with your face here's what you should do with your voice here's what you should do with your arms and your body to make sure that their actual personality the person that they are when they're in front of their very favorite people comes through when they talk about their business because a lot of times that's where it, that's where uh, it doesn't resonate or it doesn't cross over they can talk to their boyfriend or their girlfriend or their best friend about all the exciting things that are happening in their lives and then they have the fear of the red light that comes on with the camera and they totally they zone out and they become a kind of like a meditation app. They literally become something that people are are built to tune out and they yeah. level off their voice and they start talking about this and they're like, I am so excited about my business. And you're like, you do not look excited about your business. I'm gonna call false on that, right? It's, it's one of those things that, that people don't realize that this professional persona that they've adopted is not doing them any favors, right? Not being every version of your most engaging self on video is 100% going to ruin your business. It's gonna ruin your business. There's also one other thing too with, um, I call it being trustworthy on video. So I did this, it's called Everyday Charisma. I was breaking down Russell Brunson even this morning and we were talking about creating a, what's called a predictable persona. In order to be trustworthy to your audience, you have to create what's called a predictable persona. Meaning if you are different at all on video uh, or even from one video to the next or on video as you are in person, if you change your personality uh, when you're on one medium of like Facebook versus Instagram versus whatever, if you haven't figured that out, your audience immediately distrusts you. It's as if you find an Adele song or a Beyonce song that you love and then none of her other songs are like that song. There's no common thread. 
you can become a fan of that one song or like in the video entrepreneur world, you can get views or comments on that one video, but it actually doesn't move your business for it at all. Instead, you want to develop something that Adele has, that Beyonce has. You want this common and predictable persona and you want to be consistent for your people. Because then when they find your channel, when they find your videos and they find your business, then they don't leave. And then when they find the next video, they like it just as much as the first one. And then when they find the third video, they like it just as much as the second one. And then you're building fans and not just customers for one very specific part of your business or one very specific video. So we just, we gotta be predictable. Uh, we gotta be engaging. We gotta have energy and we need to be, we need to be ourselves, right? We need to be the most engaging version of ourselves. We do that through these scientific principles of, you know, what to do with your voice, what to do with your face, what to do with your body and how to articulate that message so that it really resonates with your people. Yeah. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. And I was, you know, quite intrigued on that particular part because I never noticed that to be very honest, I never noticed how this thing works out. And I was the part of your charisma week that you're talking about the, how Russell Brunson does his gestures, his voice, his tonalities, which is pretty crazy. And I never thought about that on a personal basis. Yeah. And this came up on the point where how he's doing it, making sure that every hook and the how he's putting up his story and how he's coming up with his offer, come up with the right point. And even on one person side as well, even the public on one to many or one on one interaction, which is yeah. a pretty crazy thing. And yeah. never, never notices to be very honest. And that was the point I realized that it is so much important and people don't simply understand the exact same thing that if you're a different person out there on one side and different person on the other side, it's completely different thing out there. Yes. Yeah. So the crazy thing is, too, it's like when Russell reached out to me to do uh, the training in his two CCX coaching program, he was like, I've just never I've never seen this before. Right. Like charisma hacking. It really is. It's a new concept. And it. I will be very honest with you. It's because I'm a total nerd. And I just break down the way that people communicate with each other. Right. Even like Catherine Jones, she just had this incredible event. And after the event, I just broke down what she was doing with these people. I was like, listen, here's how you brought them up and you made them believe in themselves. And then you dropped the hammer and you used what I call preacher energy. And you made sure that they knew that they needed you in order to succeed. And then right before you pitched, you brought them back up and you made them realize that the way that they needed to move forward was with belief. And they they really invested in the program and you got them hyped up again and made them once again believe in themselves but with that missing piece which was you which or which uh in turn drove these specific people to buy so like all of these charisma hacking things it is it's a new concept it's something that i've been doing forever but like it takes kind of people watching to the extreme and people are like oh my gosh i've never thought about that holy cow it, it's totally new so you're not alone there even russell was like this is so different i've never thought of so i'm going to give you an example i'm going to give you one that uh all of your audience members can use so when you pay attention to your voice, when you pay attention to what happens with your voice, we call this the dynamic pitch principle. All that means is how high or how low your voice is going. When you listen to a meditation app, this is something that you are built to tune out. They've scientifically been proven to fade into the background and make you get lost in your thoughts, sometimes to even put you to sleep, right? And what all meditation apps have in common is they speak within one to two notes. They don't raise their pitch or their volume at all. And they yeah. speak like this, right? So we wanna be the opposite of that. We don't want people to tune us out. We want them to constantly be tuning in. So instead of making your voice go one to two notes like this, we go up and we go down, right? Russell Brunson has, uh, has a signature opening that he does of all of his videos. He's like, what's up everybody? And he goes up, 
right? He goes up and down with his voice. It's literally a three or four note interval. It's going up three notes or down three notes. And just adding that automatically makes your videos more engaging, right? Automatically makes people listen to your videos or your podcast or your stage performances even more because they're not built to tune it out. Instead, they're literally built to re-engage every time you add a higher note in there. Right, so they're like weird scientific principles like that, that it's like, oh, if you add enough of these in there, your engagement, your views, your comments will go up. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is pretty crazy thing out there. Like to be very honest and guys, listen, you, you need to get, you know, get yourself into these things out there in order to make sure that how you deliver in, you know, in front of your camera, in front of the people out there. This is so much important thing to understand guys, because like, I saw many people like to be very honest for me personally, even when I started out, I was like, I don't know, like how I get myself on the camera because that was the first interaction that I was doing personally with one, one to many sort of interaction, which is pretty crazy thing. And I'm not the only person who's doing that type of interaction. There's like a ton of people out there who knows that they have so much power inside, but they just don't know how to get it outside out there, which is pretty crazy thing. So one thing that I want to ask is anything, any person goes up or do even off camera or on camera or on the one to many interaction like people do at, at on part of stage. Yeah. What is the number one mistake that people make when they are delivering their content out there in front of the whole audience, in front of a camera? It could be anything. What is the number one mistake that you think that people make in delivering content out there? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. So I would say. I would say with two things with so with the two sides of charisma hacking, the articulation and the delivery, um, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna give you one that I've never given anyone before. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So people don't do this concept that I call emotional mapping. People don't consider what they're supposed to make people feel as they're speaking, right? So instead of just thinking like, I'm in a panic, What? I'm on video now and I just have to get through my presentation, or even just thinking like, oh, how can I make it sound pretty? People don't consider that they're actually supposed to make people feel very specific things when they're talking about their business. They're supposed to take them through an emotional journey. A lot of people talk about story selling right now. That's like the big buzzword in the entrepreneurial community. I think that's fantastic. But the reason why stories sell is because they evoke emotion from people. You actually yeah. can deliver information. You can deliver tactical information and make it feel like a story for people if you evoke certain emotions. So the number one mistake that people make, and I'll, I'll break it down into like more specific tactical, more specific tactical steps that people can do, but they don't consider what people are supposed to feel. Right. So, uh, for example, I was hacking a video earlier this week. Russell Brunson week was this week on Everyday Charisma. But I was hacking a video of Russell earlier this week where he was talking about the coronavirus. Right. And it was back in March. And a lot of people were panicked. And when people are panicked, they look to their leaders. As entrepreneurs, we are looking to become these leaders that people look to. Right. They're yeah. looking to us to know what to feel, to know what to think and to know how to act, to know where to move. Right. So Russell did a fantastic job of this by the way he was delivering his message. So uh, he can make people feel different things based on how he delivered this one specific phrase. So if he were to say the coronavirus is upon us, there's a lot of different ways that that can be interpreted. If he was like the coronavirus is upon us, people would know like, oh, my gosh, I should be scared. But if he was like, guys, the coronavirus is upon us, like what are we supposed to do? They would know, oh, this is very lighthearted. Right. And if he's like 
the coronavirus is upon us, right? And But we're gonna move forward and we're gonna do this, right? People would feel at ease and they would feel like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be okay. The emotions in which he controlled people emotionally mapped them to feel and to mirror him were very important, right? So every time he delivers a message, he knows if I'm enthusiastic at this specific point, and if I make people feel like they believe in themselves, then they will intend act in this very specific way, right? So that I would say that's the number one mistake. I know it feels a little bit mystical and people are like, how do I emotionally map people? Right. So the number one thing you have to do when doing this is you have to look um, at your scripts, look at your copy and just say, what what am I actually trying to say here? What do I want people to feel? And then write it before. Write it before. You don't say it out loud. Right. But as you're practicing your copy, if it's like, OK, I want people to feel I want to help them right here. Then even if your copy doesn't say I want to help you, you have to make sure that the intonation is the same as when you said I want to help people. Right. This emotionally mapping, uh, this emotional mapping concept to do this with people is so incredibly powerful. It's so powerful. And it goes with both that articulation and the delivery of it. Right. So other like silly things. I know you just asked for one, but I'm going to give you a couple other silly things. So I want you guys to look like where I'm looking right here at RJ for this interview. Right. I'm looking into the camera. One of the mistakes that's so easy to fix is when people are being interviewed or when they're on Facebook Live or whatever, they look at themselves. This is me looking at myself and this is me looking at RJ. This is me looking into the camera, right? And a lot of people, because it's distracting and they feel like they need to emotionally connect with the person they're interviewing, they look right here. Right. And they watch and I would watch RJ and I'd look for his facial expressions and all this stuff. Right. But if you are in the audience and you are commenting on this, if you're one of uh, RJ's amazing audience members, look at the connection that it looks like I'm making here versus here. Right. All of a sudden you're like, oh, McCall's speaking to me. Right. RJ speaking to me instead of me prioritizing my own emotional connection over the audiences. Yeah. And looking right. So easy. So easy. Okay, I gave you two. I know you only asked for one, but I gave you two. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's it's almost like golden nuggets out there. You know, even you gave two options, it's like freaking crazy. And one yeah. thing that I want to like simply highlight and that makes a lot of sense is like, for example, if you're you know getting on the camera out there and you, you're both either watching yourself, either watching your guests. And I truly remember that that thing happened with me. I was like, I was interviewing Steve Larson at that time. I was like, I don't need to look on Steve. That is my target point out there. That is the thing that I need to go for. Steve is pretty, but I, but camera is important, you know. That yeah. was the freaking case scenario that happened at that particular point. I was like, ah, you know, it is that is the thing because you know what matters a lot is the audience interaction because they are feeling us connected in such a way that we are looking on them, something like that. So they resonate on that particular point, which is absolutely crazy. So the thing that I, you know, because the way that I got myself attracted into your world was through charisma hacking when I got to know about that I saw that concept and it made me realize there are so many things that need to be optimized in order to deliver and how you take your action your body language your tonalities of your sound you know getting yourself excited which is pretty crazy so one thing that I would like to ask who are those people that should get this particular idea of charisma hacking and need to get into the, that particular concept in order to make their things better <laughs> Um, I would say everybody, everybody needs charisma hacking. The people that I actually work with, so I decided to work with female entrepreneurs primarily, um, 
<laughs> unless it's like Russell Brunson and he calls you and he's like, can you give this to all my people? And I'm like, yes. So with the 2CCX program, like you can get the trainings there. There's also, I post a lot of stuff just on my personal Facebook profile that people can look at there. But Charisma Hacking works for everybody. I would say the Charisma Hacking concepts, the more you can study it, the better you're going to be. Every single human in the world needs this if you're trying to start a business if you're trying to scale a business uh from the biggest businesses in the world to the small business smallest businesses in the world if you can't articulate what you do to people if you can't make them feel uh what you need them to feel if you can't make them trust you and become a repeatable customer that's invested and obsessed with you and if you can't deliver your message in an engaging way your business will fail your business your business will fail you might be able to you know hustle your way to to working your tail off all the time but you will never have a consistent, enjoyable business with people who invest in you. I had a client, my very first Charisma Hacking client, right as I got back from Funnel Hacking Live, I actually connected with this woman at Funnel Hacking Live, and what she told me um, was, was incredible. She said, she's like, I look at people like Russell Brunson or like Catherine Jones, and they truly have fans. They have people who invest in them that would follow them into the dark or wherever they pointed. She's like, I have a solution. And this woman was making multiple six figures a year, like six figures a month. She was doing crazy things. But she's like, I have people who are invested in my solution who don't even really associate me with my business. They like my solution and then they leave. But I want people to look at me the same way that they look at Russell, the same way that they look at Catherine, to invest in yeah. me, for me to be their leader. Can you help me do that? And I was like, well, welcome to Charisma Hacking. Of course I can, right? It's one of those things that we want fans. We don't just want customers, right? We want to be trustworthy leaders who, yes, give people a solution that works. That's 100% the first step. You have to, you have to have a solution that works. But beyond that, there's so much more. Guys, if you have customers, I am so happy for you. But if you don't have fans, you are not living your best your best business life. If you aren't a trustworthy business owner who has repeatable customers, you haven't used Charisma Hacking yet, right? If you don't have that experience, if you look at Russell and you look at Catherine and you look at some of these people and you think, oh my gosh, they have fans. They have people who tune into every video they do. They have people who are screaming their faces off when they get on stage. The reason for that is not just the solution that they provide. Right? The reason for that is they're obsessed with the delivery of that solution, how they articulate it, how they make them feel, right? How they make them feel, how they uh, have given them a voice by resonating with their message emotionally. And yes, of course, they have the solution that these, that these people have provided, right? You want fans, right? If you want fans, not just customers, right? And I know fans feels like a buzzy word right now, but if you want people who don't just want your solution, but who want you, who want you to deliver your solution and you want people to come back, not just for your solution, but when they tune into one video, all of a sudden they're binge watching your videos. If you want that, charisma hacking is what you need. Charisma, you will, you will not get that without charisma hacking. Yeah. So where can people find about you, your charisma hacking? So where people can go, oh my God, I need to get into this. I need to get into McCall's world out there. Where people can go for that? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, I have a Facebook group that's totally free, Charisma Hacking Online, right? Female entrepreneurs, you can tell my whole pink background. Female entrepreneurs, it's uh, primarily a female entrepreneur community. Uh, there's also coaching programs for female entrepreneurs. You can just go to charismahacking.com. If you're a dude, 
If you are like, what the heck, let me in. Uh, we can just connect on Facebook and just be friends. And I would love to help you with specific things, right? But, uh, yep, just, you can find me on Facebook. I'm all over Facebook. Females, Charisma Hacking Group. You got to come to the group. Dudes, just connect with me and just be like, ah, Charisma Hacking. And I will help you with whatever I can. Uh, I'll also give you any of that free content that's there. Um, beyond that, uh, we'll be friends. Yeah, charismahacking.com, Charisma Hacking Facebook group, or McCall Jones on Facebook. I know that that's a lot of action and that's not what people are supposed to do, but dudes, connect with me on Facebook. Chicks, go to Charisma Hacking Group. Love to have you there. <laughs> awesome. Make, makes makes a lot of sense out there. And guys, like guys and girls, because yes. yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to put up the all of the links out there in the show notes as awesome. well. And like, one of the awesome episodes. Hey, Sahil, thank you so much. You know, truly appreciate it. And yeah. And one thing, one last thing that I want to ask is what? What is the next thing for you? Like, what is the thing that you're going for currently out there in your business with your concept and these type of things? Oh my gosh. Okay. Next things for me. Um, that's a fantastic question. Next things for me right now, I am looking for people that I'm obsessed with. This is going to be a little bit longer of an answer than you were probably expecting. But the next thing for me is like, uh, even though charisma hacking has really only been, uh, a thing, right? A company for eight months. But even early on in those eight months, I realized that me helping whoever could use it uh, versus me helping people that, yes, were obsessed with me, that I was also obsessed with, it became this mutual recovery experience. And all I mean by, all I mean by that is like when I coached them, I also felt lighter. When I coached them, I was also obsessed with them and I felt like I could invest more in their businesses as my clients as well. Um, I, I started being so much pickier with the people that, that I took. So really right now, what, what the next thing for me is I am literally – I am searching for those next people that I'm obsessed with. Every time I find one of them that I truly am obsessed with, I actually don't offer one-on-one -on -one coaching to everybody anymore. It's kind of like an invite-only thing because if we connect and I feel that connection with you, then I do everything in my power to help you succeed. And if I don't, that's totally fine. I still like to be friends with all those people that you know that I can help, but I just I found that my burnout was not worth helping people that were harder for me to help for my soul. So I, I completely eliminated my burnout by making sure that I was picking the people who I was also obsessed with. I also teach people to do that in charisma hacking where it's like, listen, you gotta attract the people who you will also be obsessed with. So literally that's what I'm doing right now. I am setting up bonding calls with as many people as possible to see kind of where they fit. <laughs> so guys, if you get a message and I'm like, be my friend, I'm literally, I'm literally just trying to, I'm trying to make friends with people and I'm trying to see who those next obsessed people are. Right. The other things with that, like my coaching programs are are growing like crazy, which is so much fun. Um, I have I have a lot of trainings, a lot of things that way coming. Charisma hacking is just it builds and it grows every single day, really making sure that these people are building trust with their audiences. Um, yeah, it, it kind of sounds it kind of sounds silly because it doesn't even sound like a business venture. But like bonding with my people and finding people who I'm obsessed with has become my new mission. I'm like, okay, who are the people I'm obsessed with and who are the people who I still feel like I can help that we can put lower coaching programs to make sure that they're getting the most out of this possible. But I really am. I'm on the search for like my obsessive people. I'm like, if I'm obsessed with you, I, I just, I like to invest every single thing that I can into people. And I found that I can't do that with every single person. So that's what's next for me. <laughs> This is this is absolutely amazing thing out there, and they're like, their people are commenting out. There's a lot of stuff to learn. Make sure you put in the link. That is okay, guys. Like I'm gonna put in the link out there. Don't don't panic on that particular part. I'm not gonna let you miss about that. 
So, yeah, Makal, thank you so much for hopping on on the show. It was like truly an awesome show with you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, this was so much fun. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And yeah, guys, this is it for now. And we'll go for the next episode next week. See you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I would like to ask you, how would you like to re-100 the people who have the target audience you need to speed up your success just like I'm doing every single day? If you want to do that, or if you are that person who want to speed up your whole process of how you can actually get the traffic from your Dream 100, I have a masterclass called the Dream 100 Masterclass where I'll show you not only the strategies of how to ethically Dream 100, but implement it as well. So just go to the dream100masterclass.com. It's the dream100masterclass.com, and I will see you guys in the next episode.